Today's conversation is so precious, and I know it's going to meet the pace of so many of my incredible community members who are movers and shakers. I don't know if you know this, but FIT stands for Founders, Innovators, and Trailblazers, and that is exactly who Kim Avery is. She is the Vice President of Marketing at a professional Christian coaching institute and the founder and president of Kim Avery Coaching, a global coaching firm that specializes in equipping coaches and entrepreneurs to build successful businesses as they partner with God to change the world. I got connected to her in a really special way, which you're going to hear about on the podcast, but her influence and encouragement has been a huge part of my pace as I have stepped into entrepreneurship in the way that I have during this specific year of just trajectory and momentum. And I am so grateful for her prayer-powered entrepreneur, 31 Days to Building Your Business with Less Stress and More Joy resource. She has a free quiz you can check out. All of the links are in the show notes. But Kim, I love you. I'm grateful to you. You guys have to follow her, seep in her wisdom, and hear about her story of growth and prayer-powered entrepreneurship. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast. Fit is an acronym representing founders, innovators, and trailblazers who are looking to live a life wholly, fully, authentically, and truly fit. A space for us to connect on the raw, real stories of mind, body, and soul alignment of entrepreneurs and kingdom leaders. I'm your host, Tamara Andress, and this podcast isn't like the cookie-cutter interview experience. I've been coined the entrepreneurial rabbi, and so we do go there, unscripted. No matter how far, wide, deep, or high the there is, my desire is to see people rise from the inside out into their greatest calling by sharing their truest stories, talents, and tips. As a purpose activator and brand builder, I believe our successes and failures are derived from who and whose we are, not what we do. But strategy and vision are equally as important to the mission. So let's cut to the chase together and get fit in faith. Hello, hello. Good morning. I'm so excited to have you here, Kim. Thank you. It's so good to be here today. I have so many questions that I want to immediately dive into, but if they did not see the live intro of your incredible book, this is how we got connected and then a bunch of other things in the process. And so the prayer powered, empowered, I'm sorry, the prayer powered entrepreneur. I always want to say empowered entrepreneur, which I think has some catchy phrases we could brand as well. Um, but it is, it's been a blessing to my life. And so it was amazing to have my coach, Mike Zeller, mention you and be like, you should touch base with Kim Avery. And I usually reach out to people just say, Hey, I want to get you on my podcast. And for some reason I had this mentality and I hope that this unlocks for somebody else that something so great, something so impactful means that that person has that much more of a grandiose ability that I would not be able to access. And I felt like she's too famous, right? Like there's no way she would spend her morning with a poor popper like me. And I think what's so important about this, and I hope it literally unlocks someone right now, is that 
God doesn't see us like that. And we're sisters in Christ with, while your wisdom might be higher than mine, I am still becoming in that space. And there are things I too could teach you and that we need to link arms in order to truly unite under the kingdom. And so I'm grateful that you said yes to this time and that you're just you. And I love that so much because you're so lovable. Oh, it's so fun to be here. And we're all on a journey, right? And and don't you think that's the beauty? It's not a destination. It's a journey with Jesus every moment. And so we're all exactly where we're supposed to be. And I love that. I agree. And I think like there's that, uh, you know, Esther uh, quote or verse that everybody uses for such a time as this, but I've just been really sensing, <laughs> seeing, witnessing uh, what God is doing in his women. And that was something we really connected over on the first time we chatted is just that there is this rise um, of kingdom entrepreneurs. Yes, but really women entrepreneurs, which I think is really powerful and something we get the blessing to speak into. So I'd love to tap into like, where did that passion come from for you? And are you witnessing the same thing? It is the wind of the Holy Spirit is blowing right all around the globe. And he's planting these seeds of, like you said, entrepreneurs and women entrepreneurs in all sorts of unlikely places where people aren't expecting it, aren't looking for it, but they're encountering someone who is imaging Jesus Christ to them through their business, whether it's dry cleaning or pet walking or consulting or whatever it is, and they have an encounter that makes their heart hungry for more. And so I feel like in this day and age where people really aren't going to look for God in a church, in some of the traditional places, God is not stymied and he is not stopped. He is, he's dispersing his children everywhere. And so he really is using us in powerful and maybe different ways than he has in history before. Yeah. And, and then there's also the parallel of the Proverbs 31 woman, right? Where she was actually doing the same things. I don't know if they looked at it as entrepreneurship in the time or if that was even language that they used because everyone seemed to be an entrepreneur in that time, right? They were harvesting, they were growing their own um, animals and their own plants and everything was done with their hands. And so it's really interesting to see how it's evolved. And now there's this new opportunity that really it's an old opportunity because I believe nothing new is under the sun, right? Like God had a plan for all this. It just looks different with technology and virtual experiences like this, right? <laughs> I would love to see the Proverbs 31 woman here in 2021. Wouldn't that be a fun yes. picture? Oh my gosh. At the gates. Is he, is he toasting her at the bar or at the coffee <laughs> shop or, you know, but you're exactly I right. love that. The That's a really good idea. Translates. Yeah. It does. And that's what makes the word still so alive today. Right. And people think that it's this old context or that doesn't apply to me, though. We know that it's the number one best-selling book of all time. And it continues to be um, is is the fact that it is alive and the word actually applies to every single thing today. Anytime I read something, I could have read it from the Old Testament, the New Testament. I could have read it 20 years ago or I could have read it yesterday. It speaks something new. And I think that's an important part of what you are trying to teach us as well in this book. Um, to really get into the word and recognize its power in what we are doing on a consistent basis day to day. Just how living and active God is in every moment of every day. I think, and maybe we need to get into this or not, Tamara, I'm not sure, but I think most of my Christian life, it was like, read my Bible, pray. Okay, done. I mean, that was, that was a good Jesus thing to do. And now I'm going to go about my business and live my day or go about my family time. And at the end of the day, I'll check in with some gratitude and I'm good to go. And I, 
I, where was I? I don't know. But I totally missed that he's interested in this conversation and in the phone call, in that blog post that I'm agonizingly trying to pull together and make sense of. <laughs> yeah. And he cares about my bottom line and he cares about how I treat people. And so, oh, just the sweet relief and release in knowing that I don't have to figure it all out. I've got a God who's with me all day long, every day. And so the word is living and active and it's a person, right? And it's Jesus. Yeah, that's so good. And it makes you feel like this uh, almost not just sense of authority in that, but also uh, a sense of ability to rise up every single moment. Right. And, and I believe, too, that there are so many people that that's what they were taught. That's how they were raised. It was that religion rather than relationship. And religion says I can carry my Bible with me. And relationship says that the Bible actually speaks to me. Right. And it does on any given moment of the day. It's just a matter of how you're accessing it. And if you're in relationship with someone rather than the, the word just sitting next to you and you know that there's a book there, when you're in a relationship, there's a conversation happening. There's communication happening. There's let me um, iron sharpen iron right here. Let me be in a state of conviction. Let me teach you something new. Let me learn from you. Right. It's, it's back and forth all hours of the day. And I know the days that I am not in that space of my spirituality, my, my conversations with the Lord being a priority because I have checklists that I also am working to complete. I feel that sense of misalignment and I feel that sense of isolation and I feel that sense of there's a book on the table that I feel shame towards because I didn't pick it up versus when you live in, in unity with God um, and there's that constant conversation happening, you don't feel like you didn't check a box. In fact, you're just like, I'm sorry, I didn't talk to you more today. I miss you. I feel depleted. Here's my gratitude. Right. And not realizing that he's there the entire time, even in the mist. Yes. Oh, it's so beautiful. And he knows, right, that our hearts are prone, prone to wander off and wonder that. But I, you said something so key there, Tamara, that I want to tap into. I think if we start to learn where we feel it in our body, we start to get clues earlier and earlier in the day when we've drifted. You know what I'm saying? When I start for me, when I start to feel anxiety in my shoulders, you know, a little bit of tension, um, I've learned that's not because I have too many things to do. That's because I'm trying to do that without God, you know, and I'm living this more embodied spirituality. The Holy Spirit's in me. And so if I listen to it, he's actually reminding me, you know, you don't have to carry this, Kim. I, I, I'm right here. I'm happy to, to do this with you and for you. Uh, and so we can just start to notice him in all sorts of ways. That's brilliant. And and that's where that alignment piece comes, right? Like God taught us that trend through the Trinity bodies, or mind, body, soul through father, son, Holy spirit. Um, so he gets it. He gets every component of how we feel. And I think sometimes we lose track of that, but to be able to have that emotional intelligence and understand your body to the point of tension, your body to the place of like anxiety, where you start like bubbling up in your chest and your heartbeat goes faster. Uh, I think often, especially as entrepreneurs, and we can speak into that realm as well. We're at a, such a quick 
pace that we don't even pay attention to those things. And I know for me, even like in a day like today, we're like every hour is blocked. I mean, I've got bathroom breaks on my calendar, like legit, not joking. And, and, and in that, if I don't do that, I will never take those moments. And so I told my, my gal, Morgan, who does all the beautiful creative design that you see in all of my brand this morning, when she came in, I said, be prepared. I'm going to take a lot of deep breaths today. And she was like, why? Like, why are you, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I just, I have to remind myself that in this season where there's a lot of things going on that I, I have breath with purpose and I need to get present with that breath rather than living in the fast forward of the moment that I want to get to, right? Like today, this moment just here with you, Kim, is just as important, just as impactful for the kingdom as the thing that might look like the next fall summit that I'm going to get to, right? Right. Yeah. And I love that you're connecting it with a deliberate habit and a deliberate moment in time, such as your breath again, and you're building it in because it's, we have the attention span, right? They say smaller than that of a goldfish now. And so how do we remember? How do we remind ourselves? We don't have to beat ourselves up. We can actually train ourselves to be more conscious of the ever present, ever powerful God. Yeah. Yeah, I have a, a habit that I curated probably at this point, maybe, maybe about four years ago. Uh, I was not an avid water drinker. And this sounds like, how is this parallel at all? But it does, I promise. And it was in the midst of me really coming into that full relationship with Jesus and understanding how he was present in every moment of my of my day. And so I literally have carry these around, which I know I need to get like a Nalgene that's more environmentally friendly. <laughs> I know. I know. However, comma, I carry one of these with me. I know that it's 50 ounces. I know I need to get a hundred ounces a day. I know I need to drink the first bottle by noon and the rest by the time I go to sleep. And it is constantly in my arm's reach. And therefore it is habitual that I will take a sip before I answer a call. I will take a sip before I get on the podcast. I will drink an eight ounce glass before I start to eat. Like all day long, I have this habit because it's in my line of sight. And if we are able to create those habits and replace the old ones with something new because I was not an avid water drinker. I have people who literally know that if this was left at their house, Tamara was there. My nieces <laughs> at some point are like, why do you always carry that around? It literally reminds me of the living water. And I have created that connection in my mind that I need you this close to me every single minute of every single day. I need you flowing through my spirit, through my body, every single minute of every single day. And how interesting that last week when I was super low on my water intake, I had so many breakouts because of the imperfections and impurities of stress and not drinking and eating clean. And how affiliated is that to the living water? Wow. Yes. Because what's on the inside always comes out. We think right? it won't. People won't notice. Our relationships don't notice. Our calendar doesn't notice. Our kids don't notice. But of course, the, the inside ceaselessly is showing on the outside. And, and the world's answer is to clean up the outside, right? You know, make it look all better or make our relationships better, our business better. And God wants to always change us from the inside out. Yeah. So I, I, just a constant reminder and to allow people to have things like this. Like literally, I'll tell you in transparency, I've had this book. It was gifted by somebody on Clubhouse, came in the mail, barely knew this woman. I was so grateful. Her name is Michelle McLean, such a woman of God. 
as an incredible testimony. And I get this in the mail and I'm like, oh my gosh, first off, it's my favorite color. So it spoke to me. Then the concept of the prayer powered entrepreneur, I'm like, this is literally my heart and everything that I do. I have not read, I have, a, this is my lip gloss, by the way. <laughs> I have not read all the way through this book, but I knew the beginning of it when I learned about the brief uh, practice of how to prayer, pray in the brief strategy. I knew, I was like, this needs to be near me. This has been on my coffee table. I see it with my eyes every single day. Even on the days that I do not open it in conjunction with my daily devotion, it has literally just continually reminded me Continue. So you, Kim, have been in my sphere for months and to now be speaking to you, knowing that I want to curate this alongside my mastermind later this year. I am I'm drawn to the fact that I can habitually do something that is good for my spirit, even if it's not the actual activation of. Right. And the beauty of what you're saying, those small things, I have to tell you, I came into this prayer journey. I'm, I'm the least likely person on the planet to write a book called The Prayer Powered Entrepreneur because my prayer life. Tell me stinks. more. This is so good. Yeah. And, and if you actually read surveys, even of pastors, almost 90% of all people say, oh, my prayer life is abysmal. And, and the question, one of the questions I was asking the Lord on this journey is, um, you know, teach me to pray. And when I was saying that, I had a misconception of prayer. I mean, it wasn't conscious. I didn't articulate it, but I thought, oh, I need to be like these people who get up at three in the morning and pray for four hours or do prayer walks around Chicago or fast and pray and do yes. And those are, those are all amazing. Wonderful, yeah. Wonderful, yeah. good things. But here's the reality. God called me to be an entrepreneur. He called me to build a business. He called me to be a coach. I'm on, I'm on the phone almost every working hour of the day with someone for 45 minutes. And so, again, this false dichotomy, I can't be a prayer warrior because my life doesn't allow me to be like those amazing people. And, you know, God's revelation to me in that, of course, God has a plan for all of our unique lives, was this kind of brief prayer. Kim, I'm not calling you to be the world's greatest intercessory prayer warrior, but I am calling you to build your business through prayer, not by prayer at the beginning of the day or once a week, fast and pray, but just through brief prayer, interaction all day long, every day. I'm like, I can do that. <laughs> yeah, that feels a lot easier, right? And and I I admire, I admire women, men, anyone who can sit in prayer and be in that space of meditation. It just blows my mind, honestly. And and I've been able to bear witness to that. But what I have found through this understanding of brief prayer is if I again habitually add this in, his peace transcends everything in that moment where I actually pause. I will, I do it before we get on podcasts. I pray every time I have a coaching call at the end of that coaching call, I pray. I, when I'm in, going into work, when I have this segment where I lose, uh, lose interaction on my cell phone in the elevator, this is true story. I know I cannot be on my phone during this time. And I have habitually turned that time into prayer because I can't do anything else. God, it's not because you're last, you are first in all things, but Again, the speed of an entrepreneur, and he knows this about me. He knows my heart and my prioritization of who he is in my life and the fact that I need him in that. Well, it's a stewardship. And so part of our stewardship he's given us to steward is our businesses. And he's not saying stop doing business. 
to pray, right? Pray as you do business. Uh, I think about it this way. One of my favorite ways to envision this is suppose, and this would be a huge suppose, that uh, I wanted to become a, a huge financial investor. And hint, don't give me any money. But uh, beyond that, I, because I'm terrible at details. Uh, but suppose that were my dream. And just suppose for a minute, Warren Buffett heard of that dream. And he said, I want to support you. I want to give you resources. I want to connect you to people I know. I want to fund you. As a matter of fact, Kim, I'm such a believer in this project. I'm going to move to Winter Haven, Florida. You can put a chair right there next to you in your desk. and I'm going to be there all day, every day. You have a question, you ask me. You have a need, you ask me. You have a resource, you ask me. I'm here. Now, number one, that would be amazing. Number two, what if I said, oh, that's nice. Hi, Warren. Good. High five. Let's have a good day. And I didn't turn to him all day long. I tried to figure it out on my own. I tried to meet people on my own. I tried to make things happen on my own. And there sits Warren Buffett with all the resources in the world. That's how I was doing business. Thanks, God. Let's have a great day. And he's right here all day long, every day. And I was functionally, you know, I was acknowledging it in my mind, but functionally, I was living my business as an, as an agnostic, as somebody who didn't have God as their business partner. Wow. Wow. That's a conviction point right there, because I think so many people do this and it isn't intentional to deter our spiritual, our spirituality or deter our belief in him or our trust in him. But it is the fact that we think purpose exists over here in the thing that we do and God exists in the thing over here that we be and we do not ever put them together. And like, that is truly my heartbeat for people. Just like you said, like God knows your heart. He called you into entrepreneurship. He called you into coaching. And therefore together you get to be his daughter. You get to be his co-creator. You get to be the one who he positions onto a platform, but you cannot do it separate because identity then is separated and the world will take over. And this is literally my testimony. So I, I feel so drawn to this conversation. Yeah. And that being is so critical. So here was another realization. I had this whole long year after the Lord started convicting me about this in 2017. I called it the year prayer. And it was going to be like an experiment, kind of like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do this brief prayer, you know, all the time as much as I can, Lord, in 2017, and we'll just see what happens. Um, and one of the things he taught me is yes, he could miraculously zap me clients, zap me contracts, make that line go straighter up into the right instead of just a gentle sloping to the right. Uh, he's God. He can do all those miraculous things. And sometimes he does. But his favorite way of growing my business is by growing me. And so it's this inside out journey. And so when I'm frustrated, when I'm interrupted, when I lose a contract, when I don't get the client I want, does that mean God didn't answer my prayer? Does it mean I did something wrong? Or was it a different kind of invitation? Today's today's prayer point, we have one prayer point a day when we go through the 31 day, trying to get in the camera range, 31 day entrepreneur. And today's prayer point is that I would be trustworthy. I just want to pay attention to that one thing all day long. He's going to give me opportunities. I was writing, I was writing an email before I started talking to you today. There were two ways I could have phrased it. One, I could have phrased my answer that made me look a little bit better. Oh, I'm sorry that got lost in the shuffle. Right. Um, but I'm checking back in or I could be 100 percent trustworthy, which is what this invitation was for, even though it's hard to admit. I am so sorry. I dropped the ball. I got it wrong. 
I'd like to make it right. Seems like a small thing, but as he recreates me from the inside out, of course my business results are going to be different because I'm different about everything I do and every way that I relate to people and my business. So that becoming, it really is the journey, isn't it? It truly is. And and you have so many resources and things, even when you just navigate through your website, just the visuals. And as the inside out is truly like a part of how I help people as well as knowing that like you could have the best business idea in the world. Right. Um, but if you are not centered and you are not able to find that rooted system and alignment in who you are, the business will falter. Now, does that mean that you won't make a lot of money and have success and maybe from the outside looking in, it looks great? We know plenty of business owners, businesses, entrepreneurs who this is their story. But then when you get to the inside piece and you ask them questions about their home life or their marriage or their parenting experience or their health or well-being, their mental stability, it's crumbling. And yeah. so this is how God wants to shake people is the understanding that it comes from you before you can actually serve and do the great thing that he's called you to. It doesn't mean that their dream is wrong. It doesn't mean that their gift or talent towards that thing is wrong. In fact, it's exactly what they're made to do. However, if they were to come into that space of the inside and truly take time there, the flourishing, the abundance, the lack of stress, the joy, all of the things that we talked through with Galatians 5.22 and the fruits of the spirit, that is truly what the prosperity and the wealth, it's, it's money, sure, but it's all of the other pieces of wealth too. Money is the result. It's just the outcome. I mean, it's not inevitable. I mean, God brings us through hard times financially too. But generally, God has sown, uh, put into the universe laws, laws of sowing and reaping, right? And so we sow to the spirit and all these things. I mean, money's just, well, yeah, of course, the business is going to make money because you're running it in, in the way he said. You're becoming the kind of person he wants you to be. But that word flourishing is always so near and dear to my heart. So I love that concept. And it, it just reminds me that all we have to do is turn on our newsfeed any given day. And we see people whose contribution has outpaced their character. Ooh, wow. And that's when their life explodes or implodes. And that is the temptation in this hurried, worried, scurried society that we live in. Because you're a smart person. Hopefully I'm a smart person. Everybody listening, smart, talented women. You actually could succeed on your own without God. But do you want to? Because at the end of the day, your contribution would outpace your character and something would fail. Something would go wrong and it really wouldn't be genuine flourishing here or in the life to come. Yeah. Earl, you're speaking my testimony right there. I, I've experienced that firsthand. And I think that's where, where I see with such empathetic eyes, people mm -hmm. on a consistent daily basis to just be like, man, it's not necessarily a about the slowing down, right? And, and I think a lot of people see that in me. And I've, I've been told this even since coming into my faith in, in the relational way that I have is you can't keep that pace. You're going to burn out, right? And we, and we talk, you talk about burnout in your, in your book. And they don't understand the connection, mm -hmm. right? They don't understand the energy source. They don't right. get it. And so yeah. from a fleshly, worldly perspective, absolutely. I would die. I'd be in the hospital. I would have adrenal fatigue. But 
I have this connection. And so I know what it feels like because I've lived in the other like juxtaposing relationship with God, which was void. And I was doing everything out of Tamara's ability, Tamara's will, Tamara's idea, Tamara's creativity, Tamara's control, (laughs) all of the things. And you, I have also been right after that in fetal position. So I know the difference. And I think that's one of the reasons I'm so drawn to your study, to the way that you have shown up in the world. And it's not just this book. Yes, it's a best-selling book. It's amazing. I love it so much. But you do so much for people in the Christian coaching in industry. And it's it's global. And so I'd love for you to share a bit about like those things and how you've kept pace with God in that process mm-hmm. and how it's, it's in, in, enabled you to be where you are today. Yeah. So it really is the pace of grace and it's, it's different at different seasons in our life and it's different for different people and it's okay. We just don't want to run ahead of the pace of grace because like you been there, done that, and we don't want to lag behind. So, so God has a plan and a design. And so in my life, you know, when I'm at the pace of grace, yeah, I can feel it inside my body and I can see the flourishing around me. But just so people can contrast it, I, I think of I can fall off the cliff any given day on either side. And and one side of the cliff I can fall off of is just kind of this denial. I think about grace in a different way. Well, if God called me to it, he'll bring he'll bring me through it. He'll bring clients magically to my door. He'll just, you know, and so there's this whole belief system we can fall into that if it's God's will, it's just going to happen. And I can lay on the couch and eat bonbons and scroll my feed. <laughs> and they're just going to knock. They're just going to the knock on the door. Come because I believe in God and he's all powerful. And so we've probably been there some mornings and some days. That's probably not your innate personality or mine as much. I'm more of a driver. But a lot of people live there and you want to be careful. Is that God's pace or is his grace for you to keep pace with him? On the other side, though, I've been where you are, Tamara. If it's going to be, it's up to me. Oh, my gosh. That is the most exhausting thing in the world. But I swear it just dogs me all day long, every day. I Again, I feel it first in my shoulders. If, if I don't address it with God immediately, it goes to the pit in my stomach. And I'm exhausted by the end of the day because I got to answer these emails. I've got to get this speaking engagement. I've got to reconnect with this person before they forget my first name. I've got to, I've got to, I've got to, you know. And, oh, you're speaking my language. <laughs> she gets yeah, it, y'all. In the middle, right, is just any season, any month, any year, anything. Lord, um, what do you want me to do? And so success is found here in this spot. And so can, if I can tell another quick example, um, I think Please. about the Apostle Peter. I don't know if you've watched The Chosen, but reading about Peter in the gospel cracks. I love it. And seeing him like personified. Oh, yeah, it's so good. Always got his foot in his mouth. Always. And so, uh, you know, so I can just imagine Peter, you know, if he were writing his own life in the gospels, he would have seen Jesus walking along the shore one day and thought, oh, I've heard he does miracles. I've heard he's the Messiah. Jesus, I need you. Come get in my boat. Okay, let me tell you my plans. I want to catch all the fish in the Sea of Galilee and feed my family and all the hungry children in the world too. Would you just bless me? Bless me. Bless me. And I can do that. And I used to do that a lot. Here are my plans. Here are my dreams. Again, not bad. I mean, I wanted to help people. I wanted to. I wanted them to get to know God. Bless Kim's plans. So Jesus's antidote to that was right walking along the shore, saying, "Peter, follow me." Oh, 
See, that's different for everybody. Every season, we have to be so careful. For him, he had to leave his fishing behind to go catch Matt. For you and I, it's probably stay in the business, but we're going to do it so differently. At the beginning of the day, at a 90-day plan, at the beginning of the month, at the weekly check-in, again, build habits into your life. Say, okay, here's what I think is a good idea. What do you think is a good idea? I want to follow you. I want to, I want to do it your way. And so when that happens, there's this incredible ability to abandon the outcomes to God. It's my favorite Dallas Willard phrase. Just Kim, do all you know to do with God. And then the results, they're up to him. So I can leave this desk every day and I don't have to worry. I don't have to work late. I don't have to stress. It's his business. He'll take what I've offered and do this or do that, but I followed him and that is success. Mm, That's so good. And as you're saying, he'll take what I offered. It immediately brought me to the five fish and the two loaves, right? And what he brought for lunch was actually more than what most people could have even brought at that point. And, and I think when people think of five fish, they're like, who eats five fish for lunch? Like they're like tiny. It's like, it's like, it's very small. And these crackers, these two loaves are like crackers. Right. And so it was just enough for him, but it was more than most. And I think that's a, a really key element for us to recognize is that that multiplication factor of what God can do with it, because there are definitely days like Mondays and Wednesdays, I'm in the office late. Like I know that I'm here till eight. I know I'm going to meet my kids in bed pretty much that day. And they're not going to see a majority of mommy. But I also know the very next day I get to pick them up from school. We're together for multiple hours. And I just have to look at the lists and the days and the times that I have and the energy output that I have for those days, prioritize, and then also recognize that if I don't get to every single thing, he will. And that doesn't mean that the next day I don't touch those places again and make sure that that is checked off my list. But he's multiplying when we're sleeping. And we don't give ourselves credit for that. We think we have to work longer. We have to sleep less. But that's not his desire for the health and well-being that we need in order to be the energy source that we are the next day. And so really taking care of all places that we're gifted to be in simultaneously, not in a balanced perspective, because I really don't believe in balance, but in that that space that you're talking about, right, that grace space of it's okay, like this day you're going to do this, this day this is going to happen. And you're constantly in this desired experience to be God in pace with him as close as the sand is that it flips up from the sandals. Right. And Mm -hmm. like I love that you were honest enough to say every day right? Every day I have to remind myself every day I've got to go from one side of the plane to the other side of the plane and get back in the walking pattern. And and that is an important thing for people to recognize because I think a lot of times they think, oh, she's a Christian or, oh, they're doing all the things in God's will because they see the fruit of our lives. But the fruit of our lives are, are literally based on the fact that we're consistently watering it, right? We're consistently weeding it. We're consistently getting down on our knees in the muck and yuck in order to make sure that that fruit exists. And that means that certain days we just take a tap out because we didn't get it right. And we know that God has given us grace on those days too. Oh, it's all grace infused. And when you live that way and you give yourself permission to really trust him, right? At your cellular level. Okay. This is all I have to offer today in this conversation, in this moment. You do it. And I'm just like, Oh, I don't have to worry. It's like if all my worries were inside a helium balloon and I just release my fingers and let it all. Okay. 
I did what I could. Now it's yours. I did what I could. Now it's yours. It's a beautiful rhythm of, yes, resting even while we're working. Quick commercial break. I know I hate these things too, but it's so critical that you grow your business for God's sake. And I mean that, pun intended, with all the love in my heart to get you from a place of ideation to activation. Stop dreaming, start doing, stand up, start saying yes to the call that God has on your life. We are going to be joining in Lexington, Kentucky with none other than the beautiful Rise and Grind community with Glenn Lundy, who will be co-hosting this incredible conference. This is the second annual, and he has taken me under his wing to be able to share this stage to motivate and inspire and I cannot wait to see you there November 5th through the 7th if you want to come in for the VIP experience which who doesn't want to come along for VIP that's all access passes to the speakers and the artists and you'll be able to dine with us in the private rooms with your own special bathrooms so of course come one day two day three day passes available as well and we cannot wait as Glenn and I say to hug your neck see you there So tell me when this 2017 is when you decided to do this year of prayer prior to that, what, how are, were you acting or serving out of a place of like the same type of alignment that you feel like you are now since doing this study? It was, it was very, it was the same, but different. I'm doing yeah. the same type of work. I have the same type of business, the same type. Everything has changed for me. Uh, from the inside out, but from the inside and the outside. Uh, the, the, the crisis for people who maybe haven't picked up the book that, that brought me to it was 2017. I had the world's weirdest flu. It was so strange. I was sick for two weeks and I was too sick to do anything, um, but I wasn't so sick I couldn't think. So all I did was think. Um, so the, it was the way that our couch kind of was in the family room at the time. I just laid on the couch and I stared at my office door. So for the first time in a long time, instead of like being in my office, in my business, working on it, I was sitting outside thinking about it all the time because I was too sick to do anything. And as I looked at it and kind of thought about my business and my clients' businesses, because I'm a business coach, so their businesses are of great concern to me as well. So my business there, I thought, you know, line them up against all the other businesses very similar to ours in the world. And, you know, lines going up and to the right. I feel pretty good about it. We're doing, we're doing fine. And I thought you know, we're hard workers. We're, we're doing this stuff. We're, we're doing fine. And then I almost rolled over to go back to sleep and it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Those other businesses I'm comparing ours to do not have as their business partner, the almighty, all powerful, all resource, all connected God. Why in the world do our businesses look the same as theirs? Shouldn't something supernatural be marking our businesses. And I'm like, should I even ask that? Is that sacrilege? I mean, what kind of question is this? <laughs> it's a good one. I like it. I want the answer. <laughs> you know, that was the Lord. Oh, teach me to pray. Teach me to do it. I'm just starting from scratch. What, what does someone who's called to be a busy entrepreneur, who's partnering with the living God, what does she look like? What does her business look like? And so in that year of prayer, first and foremost, I'd say, I've changed, just not perfect, never perfect, but just the hurry and the worry and the pressure and the mentally tapping my foot when I'm in a conversation because it's the next thing and the other thing, going to bed at night thinking, okay, if I start earlier, if I do this, if I just all of that, carrying the load of 
if somebody's business isn't going well, what did I do wrong? You know, just all the things. I lost a thousand pounds emotionally and spiritually, um, internally, and just became much more relaxed to the point where even my family noticed. They're like, I remember I was over here. My daughter-in-law and two grandkids were living with us that year. My son was serving overseas in the military. And I overheard them talking in the kitchen. And my daughter-in-law says to my husband, uh, or my husband, I guess, is just musing out loud. He says, Kim's just happy all the time. What's with that? You know, and the other one, whoever it was, said, I think it's that prayer thing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but it's great so when good. people just notice, especially people who live with you, yeah. notice. But then I often get this question, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what about the results of your business? Okay, We're, entrepreneurs need to be concerned about the bottom line. That is not a bad thing. That is our stewardship. The bottom line is very important to keep the business so we can keep blessing people. What about your bottom line? And I will say, God doesn't ever necessarily guarantee us wealth and riches. And I know godly people whose businesses have folded during the pandemic. So no judgment one way or the other. But I will just say for me, every year since that time, I've worked less and made more to the point where the past few years, I'm like, I don't even know where this money came from. And my accountant's like, well, we could just tr- sit down, and figure it out. I'm like, no, no, I actually like not knowing. Uh-huh, it's, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's gift. It's not, I, not that I haven't worked, but it's just, it's fruitfulness comes from faithfulness. Mm-hmm, that's so good. And he's helping me be faithful in relaxed, not my business, his business. I'll just try to do a good job today. Yeah. That feels like that easy yoke, right? Like he literally says that this burden is light. And I think that there's always a peace component to everything that we can do when we have that understanding of that. And again, an everyday thing, because you look on the exterior, especially when we're interacting with people who are not at the same pace or the same step. And there is that component of comparison that comes into play where you're like, wait, they're going faster than me. Wait, I need to keep up with them. Or wait, how do they get that thing that I've been wanting to do or actually praying over for so long? How come they got it first? And right. so I I know, especially being in this season of life, that that peace component is so important. And oftentimes my husband reminds me, he's like, Tamara, you're, you're a baby. Like you're actually a baby. You have so much longer to go. And I know you want to live way into your hundreds. And so for you to understand that like God isn't going to manifest those things in the timing that you see fit, he's going to do it in the maturity that he sees fit. And maturity has been my word that I've declared over my year this year. And I swear, Kim, one of these days I'm going to get it right. But every single time I choose a word over my year, God's sense of humor comes to play around September. Ironically, I'm like gung ho. Like, this is good. This is the best word ever. I've used words like rooted. I've used words like fruitful. And I got pomegranates at the end of the year. And I'm like, what do I do with a pomegranate? And I don't even know how to open it. And so it's just been it's been very interesting but maturity has been sealed into the understanding and i and i know that i am still becoming in that realm for sure and so i'm excited to see what maturity looks like as i move into this next not just year but decades and decades to come specifically as an entrepreneur specifically as a woman of faith specifically as that proverbs 31 woman who is also the mom and the sister and the daughter and the wife and all of those things simultaneous It's such an important point you make about maturity. Thank you for bringing it up because I think in our culture, 
we like to try, try things. I'm going to try this, or I'm going to try that. Uh, and one of those is I'm going to try to let God be the CEO of my business. Of course, he already is. But anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to try to do better. I'm going to try to pray more. I'm going to try to work harder. I'm going to try these different things. And trying is kind of like if I said today, okay, I'm going to try to run a marathon. I mean, wish me luck on mile four. It's just, <laughs> it wouldn't matter how motivated I was, right. how inspired I was, how dedicated I was. There's nothing that could happen in me to help me run a marathon today if I tried. But if you said today, hey, do you want to train to do a marathon? I could do that. And I could finish that marathon. God, throughout scripture, tells us to train in godliness, not to try harder. So when you think about maturity and that words you were using, there's people are listening. It's not a quick fix. It's better. It's, oh, I haven't thought about God all day. Oops. Okay. What? I've got post-it notes everywhere. What kind of post-it note? I need to print out Kim's prayer cards. I need to just, how can I train to be more in touch with his spirit all through the day? And then we can't go wrong because we're always learning when we're training. Mm, so I come to every single one of these shows with like a heart of surrender and a, a desired heart for conviction uh, because I feel like I'm here to learn as much as I am to teach the people who are listening. And this is my takeaway for sure. No questions asked because I actually have a bad relationship with the word try. And anytime a coaching client, anytime somebody in my community, a friend, a child of mine says, I'm going to try. I'm like, mm, there's a easy cop out with the word try. There's an easy, I tried, but it didn't work. Okay. I don't have to do it again. I tried. And I'm like, whoa, 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 no, 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 no. You didn't try hard enough. Right. And I don't like to say that either because that feels like there's a burden in that trial. And so I always say, are you trying or are you doing? Are you, are you actually doing that thing? And the doing feels like impossible sometimes to some people. And it feels again, like an error of striving. But train now, Kim, train feels like that light burden, right? Train yes. feels like that easy yoke. It feels like I can do this today in the best that I can in the version that I am today, no different than maturity. And tomorrow right. I'll be a little better. I'll be a little stronger. I'll go a little further and I'll get a little closer to that goal. But it doesn't feel impossible. And it also doesn't feel like there's a failure cop out. Like I can go to bed and say, today I trained versus yes. today I tried because try just, yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. So train yeah. so good. Right. I put it in the notes. And such intentionality that goes into our training. When I hang around with my daughter, she's passed away. But before that, she was 11 time Ironman. Okay. We go to dinner. Wow. He eats different than I do. Right. Sure. Right. She's in training. She gets up and her schedule looks different than mine because she's biking. She's swimming. She's doing all these things. She's in training. And so we can be intentional. We can impact our environment and our choices through the day to help the training go better. So it's not as if we're sitting back, abandoning responsibility, but we're not trying and quitting all the time. That feels so bad. Mm, I love that abandoning responsibility. I think that's really yeah. what it is. And I cannot let you pass by the fact that your daughter is not here with us. One, let's give her some honor. What's her name? 
Her name is Bethany. Bethany, Bethany. Avery Rutledge. Yeah. yeah. Bethany. And and I want to hear about that scenario as like how that's impacted your heart, your life, your entrepreneurship. Because I think a lot of times when we're in a season where there's trial, there's grief, there's heartache, there's heartbreak, there's loss we feel like that stagnates everything else that God had in our life. And there's probably questioning that comes into play as well. It's like, God, why? Right. And so I'd love to just give her honor. She sounds like an amazing woman, especially Iron Man strong. Like that's a whole nother level. I'd love to hear. Yeah. Thank you for asking. Just if I can fold this into our conversation about prayer, something death is the great enemy. It's, it's why it's why Jesus died right? So that we don't have to. As a matter of fact, the fact that God gave up the life of his son so that I could live forever with my child is one of God's greatest gifts to me. Um, so not to minimize it, but just to point to God's careful, careful love. Uh, she died two years ago on uh, August 3rd and she wasn't sick. It was a sudden brain aneurysm, just had two micro preemie babies uh, that weren't even a year old. So they were a miracle that they were still alive, but medically needy, you know, took a nap, never woke up. Uh, that morning, that morning, my husband in his Bible reading and I, my Bible reading, and we're never on the same Bible reading plan. I mean, he's like Mr. Diligent, Genesis, to Revelation. <laughs> dip, or maybe here, maybe there, you know, so we're, we're different people. I love it. Never in the same place. But both of us just happened to be in John 11, which is where Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. So the morning of her death wakes up sunny. It's a great day. I know nothing. I let me grab my Bible. I have my Bible here. Um, so I was reading, I was reading John 11 and I wrote down three things next to it that morning before I knew that Bethany was gone and uh, helped me to love, love you so much. I give you my whole heart. Number two, I want to learn to sit at your feet and listen. And number three, Help me to trust your plan when days are dark. This is my prayer, prayer. This is my relationship with my father who is about to let my daughter go home. This is not what caused her to die. This is my loving father preparing my heart in our one-on-one -on -one time and my husband's heart on the day he knows she's going to die to say, to teach me to pray, pray about this. Ask this so that I can answer this prayer so that you will still trust me when the days are dark. And it was so hard. She she inspired me to write a book. She also is a published author. Um, the, the book came out after she passed away. It was so sad not to be with her. And I have cried an ocean of tears. I have never once, this is only God, never once doubted him, not trusted him or been mad at him. That's God. That's my father taking care of me. He loves the things I love. And so I know that he will always be with all the things that concern me, whether it's my children or my marriage or my neighbors or my business or my clients that I love. He is always going before me, behind me and with me to take care of those things. Mm. Wow. Okay. okay. That was special. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, I feel like so often, especially with the state of the world being that it is, people don't recognize the message that he's literally giving them in that moment because of the pace, because of 
the fear um, because of the confusion that gets lost in societal or flesh experiences, right? And his his word, like we talked about at the very beginning, it is everlasting and it pours into every single situation. And it just takes that breath. We come back to our breath, like breathing into that experience that morning for him to be able to deposit those revelations. And then for you to take your next breath into the next situation right. and to hold so tightly and so truly to that belief and knowing I mean, it's just, it's miraculous. It's um, needed. It's um, something that you get to have linger every single time you look at those babies. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it's just such a, it's a miracle in and of itself. What is the name of her book? The name of her book is Courage to Try, T-R-I, because she, it's a beginner's book for triathlons. So if you've ever wow. wanted to it's a compilation of inspiring stories. You'll love this. So I'll just say this real quick. She took people who use triathlons to rediscover life after something hard, cancer, uh, death mm. of a spouse, a child committing suicide, different people who said, okay, I just, I need to, you know, refind out who I am in this new season of life. And, you know, she was big into triathlons and triathlons helped them retouch base with who they were. And so she wrote their inspiring stories and kind of a how-to manual for triathlons. So, um, like that just like is so wild, like that God can use someone like that. It's just such a testimony, such a testimony. So did you, you got to, was it already in publishing route when she passed or did you help bring that to life? Yes. No. Yeah. So she, she helped me write the proposals for the publisher. Uh, but, but the, the proof copy didn't come till after she was gone. And I had just such big plans, right. Of, of how she was going to celebrate with me, but she is. Wow. She, she is, is celebrating. Oh, a thousand percent. And I'm so glad yeah. that you got to share her with us today. It's such a testimony and a hundred percent. I want to put her book in the show notes as well um, to be right. able to offer out to people um, because it's, I think we go back full circle to the conversation of identity and the conversation of well-being and how it starts with us. Right. And so I don't know the depths of her story beyond that component of, of the finish line, right. Um, to speak to her Ironman experience, but to know that she was doing the work, she was doing his will long before we knew that that would be what her ending looked like, but it's really not the ending. It's the legacy. It's the beginning of her children, of the story of the book that how it's going to impact people of how it's continued to impact you through the legacy that you're living. So thank you. Thank you so much for that beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, Peace. So let's, let's tie this up into a beautiful rhythm of prayer, right. And ultimately realizing the power that it has every single day, no matter what your life looks like, whether you're an entrepreneur, a business owner or not, um, you are a woman, you are called into greatness. You are a man who is currently living in greatness, but seeking further greatness, right? Um, it doesn't matter what your life looks like. Prayer is the ultimate finale of every single piece to that. Um, and so I know that you have a really cool, like prayer quiz that people can have. Um, they can go to www.prayerquiz.com. And I'd love for you to speak to that and see how that can help serve people. Yeah. So I think it's just good that awareness building. uh, So there's different ways that God wants to grow us from the inside out as as we grow our business. Um, And so the prayer quiz helps you identify, again, let's train in this, a good starting place uh, to begin literally making God the CEO of your business that he is. And so, yeah, prayerquiz.com. I think you'll learn something and it'll be helpful. 
Really beautiful, Kim. I am so blessed by our time today and I'm just so grateful to know you and excited to see how God is going to continue to weave our stories together moving forward. Uh, is there any final words you want to share with the community before we go? Is it is it allowed to, to say a quick prayer? Oh, please. That would be amazing. <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't know. I no, don't know. no. Holy Spirit, come, please. Right, yes. Okay. Okay, uh, so praying with my eyes open, but Heavenly Father, for those who are listening, for those who have ears to hear, for those who love you but want to love you more, for those who are serving to glorify you, but now you're inviting them to serve more with you, to become their Emmanuel, God with me. This moment, please help this to be the invitation where they say, this is what I've been longing for. This is the kind of relationship with God I want. And Lord, help them really to be like that tree planted by streams of living water whose roots go down and go deep so that other people can sit in the shade of their tree and eat the fruit of their lives. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, friend. Thank you so much. Such a treasure. I hope you have an incredibly blessed day. Everyone who's listening, please get in touch with Kim Avery. You can look at her up in all the places, uh, prayerpower.com and Kim Avery Coaching on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn. It's been a joy and you are a treasure. Thank you so much. Appreciate the conversation. Bye-bye. Hey, y'all. It's me again. I hope in today's episode, you sense and ignite to an ember within you. Something mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually moving that creates and sustains a fire within your journey. Before you go, let's solidify the flame. I'd love for you to take a step right now in declaring your takeaway. By snapping a pic of the episode you tuned into, share your sparked moment and tag me at fitandfaith underscore podcast or me personally at tamara.andress on Insta. I hope that I can keep you accountable and also share you with the greater community of the Fit and Faith podcast listeners. We're totally in this together. Community over competition is the motto, right? I'd also be incredibly grateful if you took an extra second to leave a review on iTunes or your podcast listening app. I'd love to feature your thought in the next episode and give you and your passion project a big shout out. You know I'm a writer, so I love words and I can't wait to read what you have to say. I'm ready to fuel the flame with you together. And until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. Tune in next time. Hi, friend. Are you stressed, maybe even worried about so many needs around you that you've forgotten you are worth taking care of, too? Well, I'm Bonnie Gray, the host of Breathe, the Stressless Podcast. I want to invite you to join me as I share practical tips based on science, inspired by God's Word, to help you spark joy and restore God's peace and love to your soul. Subscribe now and go to lifeaudio.com.